0: are you ready to unlock the secrets to designing a workspace that fuels your imagination, enhances your productivity, and becomes a canvas for your creative journey? Me too. (laughs) So I'm really excited because my next guest is going to be sharing all about that and more. Welcome or welcome back. If you're new here, I'm Jen Vasquez. Using my proven Pinterest marketing method, I help hyper-busy female service providers create one marketing workflow to book more clients and increase their income and impact in about an hour a week. And I host amazing experts in a variety of fields, helping in marketing in general. So if you are very interested in that type of thing. I would love for you guys to subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast and give me a comment. Let me know what you loved from the episode today. So today, folks, I'm very excited. I am going to be chatting with Teresa Russell of Home and Heal. Teresa is an intentional home organizer, marriage family therapist, and energy healer. As the founder and CEO of Home and Heal, she works with purpose-driven women to release mental and physical clutter to create energetically aligned and organized life. I know I could always use help with that. I'm assuming many of you out there will as well. Prior to becoming an entrepreneur, she spent 10 years as an educator teaching preschool and elementary school kids. She is frequent speaker on creating a peaceful home, awareness of attachments to physical items, and intentional living tips for couples. As a sought-after media source, Teresa's tips have been featured on multiple podcasts and in Home and Garden. Wow, welcome Teresa. That is a lot. I love it.
1: Thank you you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today.
0: Me too. I love mixing in a little bit of the mindset, uh, time tips, and like your your information is going to be really helpful to entrepreneurs because our biggest struggle is working smarter, not harder. And I feel like looking at my messy desk over here, I feel like part of that is having a really decluttered and creative space, which is what we're going to talk up on today. But let's dive in first. I always love to start with this question. What are the jobs that came before now that have led you to sort of where you are right now? Because I love hearing about those windy roads.
1: Yeah, so I feel like I hopped around a lot when I was in my 20s and up until I started working as a teacher. And that was like the main passion I had for a long time was like pouring my energy into educating kids and cultivating a classroom and I didn't even realize that I was creating that sort of environment that I do for my clients now in the space and like that community feel that feeling of having a safe and sacred space but like in terms of for children to learn and to bloom and so yeah I, I feel like that was like my main main position that I had before prior to becoming an entrepreneur was teaching. And that and, was my passion.
0: And isn't it weird how, you know, creating a, a learning environment that's exciting and inspirational and fun really sort of helped leverage you to the business that you're in today?
1: Yeah. I mean, looking back on it, I I like laugh because working, like setting up my classroom was one of my favorite things. <laughs>
0: I actually I just go helped, for a I, living. Yeah,
1: and I actually just had a really cool job where where I helped another teacher organize her space and it was just like it brought me back to that like prior version of myself and it was really cool to witness. <laughs>
0: that that is really cool because that's um that's something I don't have. Uh, My daughter is going to, she got her master's degree in teaching and she wants to be a teacher. She has two young kids under two right now, but um, so she'll be going into the classroom at some point, but what she's really excited about beyond helping the children is having a classroom to set up. And there's just people like myself who that's just not our expertise which is why we should be working with someone like you so mm-hmm. w- what's the first thing to consider when cultivating your space
1: really reflecting on it on how you want to feel what you want around you I I think that like a lot of people get so caught up in I, I I'm gonna feel so guilty saying this but the Pinterest perfect look I say it a lot and then
0: because there's no such thing yeah, uh, We create, we, my daughter and I tried creating some of these things for her wedding and ended up wasting money and buying the thing anyway. So just cause you see it on Pinterest doesn't mean it's actually doable for most people. So I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So checking in, checking in with yourself, thinking about the emotions that you want to feel in your space and like how you want also like what your values are, you know, like what's important to you to keep around you.
0: That's really good. How, how do you believe that a physical environment impacts your creativity and your clarity for workspaces, considering solopreneurs and service-based businesses?
1: I know a lot of, Service based and small business owners, including myself, when I'm not with clients, I spend a lot of time at home. And so that is really, really impacts your mental state. Like typically, the, I feel like the mind and the internal and the external are tied to one another. So if we have a lot going on in our brain and it's like overwhelming, we're stressed, we usually see it somewhere in our physical environment. And so keeping that in mind is that's where like that clarity and that creativity come in line, like checking in with like, what am I keeping around me? What what is my space like? Because that is probably again, tied to how I'm feeling.
0: I would totally agree with that. The times that I feel overwhelmed, right? Oh my gosh, I, I have so much work to do. I feel super overwhelmed. If I'm honest and I take a look around my workspace, taking 10 or 15 minutes just to tidy it up and throw things away and organize a bit, um, when I come back in that workspace, I have more clarity and less stress and overwhelm. So I would totally agree with that.
1: Yeah, because also you're releasing the, the physical clutter, which is going to take up more clutter in your mind too. If yes. you're focused on all these outside things that aren't important to you, that is taking up space in your mind that could otherwise be used for creativity or like fueling inspiration for towards your business.
0: Yeah. And creativity is like last. That's like the first thing to drop off when you're overwhelmed yeah. or disorganized, right? <laughs> and that's the one thing that we really need as entrepreneurs, because we're the creative person behind that business. Can, can you share some practical tips for designing a workspace that fosters inspiration and creativity?
1: this is probably my favorite thing to do. So <laughs> uh, bringing in elements of nature, I feel like, you know, plants or I have a water, like a water feature in my house. It's like a little water fountain that sits and it's not big. It's a, it sits on my desk and just the sound of flowing water really calms me down and like allows me to go into that creative space. Like the ability to move too. Movement would be vital. Like, so if you have like a standing desk or an exercise ball, or even just like a separate space where you want to meditate and stretch and, you know, get your like juices flowing is the way that it's coming to me right now. Um, Yeah. And then lastly, I would say like thinking about again, like what inspired you. Maybe like you want to have a vision board or, a whiteboard or something where you can like write down your ideas when they come to you. So then, yeah, you just have that in the, in the front of your mind moving forward. And, and yeah, I felt like I had more to say, but I don't.
0: (laughs) No, no. Everything you said is really, really perfect because we, I added about eight plants in and around my desk. And I was saying, I feel like I need more oxygen. I feel like I'm just stuck in this office and I just needed like life. And that has made a huge difference to to my creativity and kind of that peacefulness. Mm -hmm. But also I have um, a big calendar for the quarter so at any point in time I can look up and remind myself of my focus and then I have this um I was seeing if I had it here I don't um I have a clear plastic glass thing that I have a like a wax pen that I can write on instead of a paper and pen which is cool because then you can keep those things. But for me, writing down is more of making it a a memory or reminding me of something versus keeping it for historical purposes. And it actually gets my creativity going more. It's just, it's not something like really practical right because you're erasing it off but it helps me to like remember my conversations and meetings and just the act of writing down so I feel like you're right if you include things that help you to be creative or remember or feel comfortable like that's big I have also Alexa on my desk and (laughs) she is everything to me so I could put on some pink noise so that it quiets my mind a little bit while i'm working or I can ask her to do math so I don't have to or those types of things and then what's on it is it goes to my um my photos on amazon my amazon photos and it just rotates with my grandbabies and I mean that's literally all i need. In life. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and a lot of what you're talking about too incorporates the five senses. I always say that like a balance between the five senses is key. So like you have the sight with like your grandchildren and you know that tie to family. You have the sound with like music or white noise or whatnot. Like you know, think about something like touch. You could have like something cozy, like a blanket, or you know, like incorporating different elements with your different senses. So you're feel grounded and in a space where you can flow.
0: Yeah, and then I can take a couple minutes and just like look at those photos or I can take a couple minutes and just close my eyes and take some deep breaths. Like it 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 helps you to be more grounded, I would say. So, um let's give some actionable tips to those out there like myself who clean off their desk once every week And then throughout the week, it gets completely out of control because my husband has dropitis and everything goes on this desk and it's a big, huge desk, right? If it was a smaller desk, then maybe there'd be less surface, but I like big desks. Um, So what are some strategies that you can share with people to kind of keep that workspace clear and uncluttered?
1: Check in with yourself what feels good. For me, I like to do something every day, like something small every day. So instead of like it piling up throughout the week, when I come to my workspace, that's sort of my pre-work ritual, like starting out, like clearing, spending not a ton of time, spending like five minutes clearing whatever area I want to work in. And setting that intention, like, okay, now I'm going to sit down. This is going to be my space for like X, Y, and Z. And really like getting that focus in line. And um, another tip I would say would be the one minute rule. So this is for those that don't want to do like spend the that time like before. Just continually keeping up with it throughout the week. So if you see something like, for example, if you are checking your well, I don't want to say email inbox because that typically goes into a hole. Um if you have that's like okay. any- go ahead <laughs> if you have any papers to file, for example, or you have like one anything under five that's going to take you under five minutes or less, just do it right then and there. And this is not saying like jump from task to task because then it it the time like gets greater and greater, and you might get overwhelmed or distracted. But like anything that's just simple and if you put it off, then it will like end up adding up versus like if you take care of it right then and there, then you're you're done with it. And yeah, I typically find like a lot more gets done and like it doesn't again, like I said, it doesn't pile up and just add on.
0: Yeah. And one thing I started doing, which I think has helped a lot, I tend to get a collection of glasses or bottles for my water. And Mm -hmm. so every morning when I go to fill up a new bottle of water, my first step is to take all the other ones and bring them to the kitchen and then fill the water up. So those little things along the way, I think, make it a big hit. And one thing that works for me who like really hates cleaning, I do it (laughs) because I don't like messy, dirty things, but I, I just, I, I hate it. Um, is when I see something that's bothering me and I know that it's blocking me from the work that I'm doing, like you said, I'll take five minutes and tidy that one little area that's like eyesore bothering me. So that's really, really good advice. Do you have any sort of reflective practices or rituals that solopreneurs or small creative businesses can incorporate in their
1: workspace to draw inspiration and maintain a clear mindset? I like to do breath work personally and meditate sometimes i feel like breathwork is more of like an active meditation for me versus like sometimes i like sitting still is what i need and other times it's not so i would say like checking in with yourself and seeing like what really again like what really grounds you i think that that is like the biggest key like what's going to ground and this comes the therapy piece comes in what's going to ground your nervous system and make you feel like you are safe to expand and that can look like a lot of different things for, for you. So like, again, like checking in with yourself and saying like, what's going to make me feel good today. Is it going to be meditation? Is it going to be breath work? Do I need to take a walk or exercise before I I come into my space? Do I need to do that? Like pre-work ritual where I set the intention. And I mean, it can look like so many different things for, for different people. So Yeah, one thing, a couple things that I
0: do is like if I have a really, like today, uh, very, very packed schedule with back to back live videos like this, um, I will sometimes try to get outside and like put my feet in the grass. And I know that sounds like nuts, but for me, it almost quiets my mind because I know my mind's going to be go, go, go for the next several hours um, or like, it
1: sounds nuts. Oh, just FYI,
0: <laughs> or I will, you know, come sit at my desk and like use that little glass that I was talking about and write down like three things that I have to get done today. Especially if I have a really heavy to-do list. I find I already come overwhelmed because I already know all of those things that I need to do. So I don't even open my asana because I already know that the day is gonna be intense in terms of action steps. And so I'll write on that glass three things that I, I have to get done today. I will get those done, checking them off or crossing them out. It like feels really good. And then I'll work on whatever I want to work on from there. (laughs) Just setting that up in my mind makes me feel like I can tackle that day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you have focus and clarity then because I feel like, Where this intentionality comes in is not being on autopilot, not just sitting down, check, like opening up your email in a panic being, oh my gosh, I have this and this and that and this, because then you get so frazzled. And you're overloaded immediately when and you're you starting haven't out even your day. started. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so, taking that time to say, okay, these are the three things that I want to focus on today. Now I have some clarity. Now I've spent some time with my feet in the grass where I'm more grounded and more like in my own energy.
0: Yeah, for sure. And breath work is something that I also discovered uh, with our friend Rebecca from the pitch club that really, it really sort of opens us up to the, what we think might be impossible, right? Yeah. It like gives us that sort of motivation. So I think breath work or meditation for whoever you are and whatever works best for you, um, would be really amazing. Um, what strategies since you come with a wealth of knowledge, what strategies or tips do you recommend for our listeners and watchers to maintain a healthy, and I hate this term work-life balance, but like it's the simplest way of of talking about a very big, big subject, especially when their workspace is integrated into their living environment. So like mm-hmm. my office is in my master bedroom. I we have a very large master be- bedroom which is great. So I have a section of it that is literally just my workspace. Um but how would you how what would you recommend as strategies or tips for having that
1: I can so relate. I lived in a studio for so long and I actually started my business in a lot. So creating distinctions, you can still create distinctions in like in that type of space. It's just like you being more intentional about it and like mentally versus like physically, I would say like if you do feel called, you can always like partition off a certain area if it doesn't feel like constricting to you. Um, And, but mentally, again, it comes back to that intentionality and, and saying like, okay, I, now I'm done with my workday, like talking yourself into, I like to use affirmations. So I'm done with my workday. I'm allowed to rest. I'm like, I'm putting down this down. Now it's time to move into this. And like, it's not even It might take some time to flow into the next space, but even saying it out loud, I feel like it reinforces like, this is, I'm shifting right now. I'm making this transition. And another thing I would say would be, you know, you can always use, again, going back to the five senses, you can incorporate things that your brain will make connections with. So an example that comes to mind for me is like, when I come and sit down to work, I put on an essential oil and it's like a very specific like orange or peppermint or something that creates that focus and versus like then my brain's like okay now we're smelling this now I'm going to associate this with like working in like creativity and productivity versus like maybe when you go to bed and you have something a different smell or you just are like connecting different sens- senses to that.
0: Yes. I have a candle that I like to burn while I'm working. Same thing. It's a very vibrant, active kind of smell. And then I have a lavender candle and a vanilla candle, like when I want to like, when I'm in relaxation mode. And the other day, my husband lit my work candle and I'm like, (laughs) this is a Saturday we yeah, what is he think thinking? He like, <laughs> oh, like he thought I was crazy, but I never connected that until you just talked about the essential oils. That's really, really, really good advice. Um, so I guess you know, what are let, let's go ahead and go to this last question. What are three things that have helped you to grow your business? Now this could be tools, advice, coaching, really anything. What three things would you say have helped you grow your business to this point?
1: I'm going to go back to the, like getting into my body aspect of things. So like when I do breath work, when I meditate, when I work out, those are the things that I find, they draw me more into my intuition. And like, so it's out of, out of my head and into my heart. And my heart space is, I feel like where, you know, my, I'm more genuine and more authentic. And I'm not like, having all these thoughts that aren't necessarily true or like, you know, that negative self-talk or whatever.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I'm familiar.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's definitely one thing I would say. Another thing would be I've invested in, in coaches and people that are, they already are where I want to be. So they have that, like that mentorship for me. They They provide a space where I'm learning and growing and it makes me feel not so alone in it. And, and so that would probably be the third thing too, like relationships, relationships and networking. I, I've connected with so many entrepreneurs since I started this. And I, I just know, like being in that, again, that supportive environment where you're making, creating authentic relationships and, like supporting each other where you can, like, it's just, it's, it makes it so much more worth it in my opinion.
0: Yes. And I feel like with coaching, that person is taking a, you know, 40,000 mile high view of your entire business. Yeah. We're like stuck in the middle. Of yeah. it. It's kind of hard to like back off. And then with the networking and other business owners, I find it so helpful to get their information from a person not in my shoes, right? And like from a potential client perspective as well. And especially if those networking people have the same audience, even in a different industry, they are really amazing, like power partners. They're really amazing for recommending our company, and we can recommend each other's company back and forth because of the genuine relationship and connection that that you create with them. So I, I would agree with you on those for sure. Before we get to the gift that you are sharing, so, with our audience, tell everyone about the services that you provide in case anyone that's been listening has been thinking, oh my gosh, I really need Teresa's help. I need to organize this, that, or the other, or I need some help connecting with myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, like Jen said in the beginning, I, I drive, guide purpose-driven women to release mental and physical clutter. And what that looks like in terms of services is supporting you with home organization, whether it's virtual or in person, really like diving deeper into what is important to you and versus like what you can release. And I feel like a lot of the time that accountability and that support helps because all the what if scenarios come up in your head, like, oh, but like, what if, like, what if this one situation happens and I'm going to wear this one skirt that I have had in the back of my closet forever? Like, You know, like your mind, again, your mind will like talk you into keeping things versus if you have somebody there that's holding you accountable and like you're more likely to be honest with yourself. So, and then along the lines of outside of organizing, I support with the mental piece and the somatic piece. So inner child healing and Reiki. And that I find that really adds to a holistic view Because a lot of these things too, with our home and our home habits and our lifestyle, they go back to like childhood and their patterns that we've learned along the way. And so like taking a look and connecting with that part of yourself, that part, like that former part that is like truly, again, like authentic and the most genuine you, you're tapping into that energy again. So you're able to, to like share that piece and show that piece and learn from that.
0: So, so good. All right, tell everyone what your freebie is and um, how it will help our audience.
1: It's my organizing toolkit. So it's all the bits and pieces that I use every day when I guide these women and help support people in their homes. So there's some declutter tips in there. There's some various tools that I use. And then there's like resources like podcasts, like Jen, you're actually on (laughs) this freebie I have to share. Because, you know, while we're organizing and stuff, of course, we need entertainment. We can't just be, like, in our thoughts and, like, overwhelmed. We need to, like, have some entertainment there. So that's part of it I love (laughs) that.
0: That is so... First of all, I will be downloading that toolkit. Everyone can I will be putting it in down below in the notes. Um, But I will literally be downloading it. And what an honor that you threw me on there. That's so exciting. Thank you so much for your valuable advice and action oriented tips as well as your time today. What's the best way for someone to get into contact with you?
1: I would say reach out to me on Instagram, home underscore and underscore heel. and yeah, share, feel free to share intentions with me. I love to hear, like, even if we don't end up working together, I love to hear your intentions and just like your motivation in the home and in life, like digging deeper and connecting.
0: That is amazing. Now go out there and do something good for your business like snagging Teresa's gift, but also taking action. If we don't take action from everything that we learn, whether it's listening or watching videos or reading blog posts or having actual live education, if we don't put time on our calendar to take that action, we're not going to be helping our business grow. Have a good day. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.